Welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I am your host, Amar. And before we get started, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out and hook your boy up with a review if you really like it. So with that being said, I have an amazing guest, amazing friend. Cassandra is a serial entrepreneur starting her first of four businesses at the age of 19 and scaling to seven figures from marketing and professional sports to a brick and mortar training academy in beauty in the beauty industry. She has transformed from a simple artist to a savvy entrepreneur using her business background and savage badass attitude for life to inspire others and other entrepreneurs to shatter glass ceilings and take their business to their dream level. Uh, Cassandra also provides the marketing strategies and mindsets for business owners to turn their passion into profits and experiences true for fulfillment and being their own definition of success. The tomboy in heels, they call her, but in the world of business, she's the savage. And here's a legacy far beyond her years. Wow. With that being said, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Leader's Life podcast. Cassandra Britton, my friend Cass. What is up? Woo! It's always so funny when you hear other people introduce you. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it too. So it's excited great. to be here. So oh, excited my... to be here. I am excited to have you here. Um, I know you're traveling right now, so I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to hop on here. So what were you going to say? I was going to say, I will always make time for you, Amar. Oh, look at this one already. Love it. I freaking <laughs> love it. All right, let's just get started, Cass. Tell so I'm just gonna call, uh, so uh, just background. She's a really great friend of mine. Uh, her name is Cassandra, but I call her Cass. So I'm just gonna just flow flow from there. So Cass, let everybody know who you are and um, what do you do? Who am I and what do I do? Yes. <laughs> um, hi, hi everybody. So I, as as Amar's beautiful introduction said, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Everyone calls me the tomboy in heels or AKA the business savage. Um, I started my first of four businesses at the age of 14 or 19, 14, imagine. I mean, knowing <laughs> me, I wouldn't really surprise people, 19. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I grew up a competitive athlete in my whole entire life. It was like, and that's, I think one of the reasons Amar, why you and I get along so damn well is because of our, you know, savage attitude throughout sports. Um, and I think that that was one of the biggest reasons why I went into entrepreneurship. I, I just had this like competitive edge, didn't want to fit into the nine to five grind. Um, you know, it just really wasn't something that I thought that I would ever be able to have someone else tell me what to do and, and, you know, working that nine to five. So 19 years old, decided that I was going to step into the entrepreneurial space. I have fortunately enough, a very successful entrepreneur, uncle, very successful entrepreneur, father who was like surrounded by a lot of those like minds and, and kind of always encouraging me to do my own thing. 19 years old, I finally took the leap into it. No freaking idea what I was doing. There have been a lot of ups and a lot of downs, um, you know, that I still am constantly dealing with today. But, uh, and I know we're going to get into all of that stuff, but that's what led me to this journey. And where I met you was uh, turning everything into a business consulting business and helping others reach that level of success and financial freedom and, you know, that balance that we aspire to have as entrepreneurs. Um, and that, that's what brought me here today. Travel in Austin, Texas, baby. I freaking love it. Love it. You said something that I didn't know, actually, uh, the first time that you said your family, your uncle and your dad, uh, same thing with me. I've been in the family business my whole life. And it's pretty cool to see because I felt like growing up in the family business, because my family owned supermarkets and just being around it my whole life, that it was like being an entrepreneur was just in my blood. So do you say that's with you right now? 
Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I think I've told you this story before, but I was maybe 14, 15 years old, something like that, probably driving back from hockey practice with dad. And I saw this really, really nice car. And I remember turning to my dad and saying like, dad, if I'm a doctor one day, can I afford that car? And he was like, well, you know, maybe if you're a surgeon or like, you know, some kind of fancy kind of doctor. And I was like, well, what if I marry a lawyer? If I'm a doctor and I marry a lawyer, like then can I afford that car? And he goes, I mean, it would, it would be a lot easier, but you know, you, you want to be able to do things on your own. And, and I was like, well, what if I'm a business owner? And he said, the way that I just lit up and my dad goes, yeah, he goes, you're going to be a business owner a hundred percent. So, you know, I was around it. I was around it all the time. My dad owned his own business. I saw what went into it. You know, I saw the freedom if he wanted to take time off. I saw that he had the ability to do that. My uncle has owned, you should have him on the show. He has owned probably 75 businesses. Now he's a billionaire and he has had them go belly up. He's had everything you can imagine, you know, happen to him. And I saw all of it. So I wasn't as scared because I knew that he was still able to get back up after lawsuits and all kinds of crazy crap happened to him. So I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Here we are. Wow. I love that because same thing over here with the family, I've learned definitely, you know, the ups, but you see the downs. And then when you realize it, it can implement or, or, you know, transition into your business, you're able to handle it, I guess, a little bit easier than somebody else will, because you've seen your family or your loved ones deal through it. Like your example, your dad or my dad, and they're able to just be able to get through it and um, just excel at what they do. So that's pretty powerful. Thank you for sharing that. So let's, I'm just going to ask you a question about your business um, or, you know, because I know you worked with a, a lot of badass business owners who are aspiring to be, you know, to that sixth level, right? The sixth level um, income. So when I ask you is, what does it take to be a savage business owner scaling businesses to six plus figures because of the way today is, they always say it's so hard, so hard to make a dollar. It's so hard to make a dollar, but you being that savage coach, how do you respond to that? Yeah. So, and I mean, obviously, you know me, so I have, when we say savage, like I'm, I'm pretty intense with my clients because I just feel like, you know, I was never growing up with hockey and, and coaches and all that sort of stuff. I was never that like vanilla kind of person. I never had people really sugarcoating things to me. So I've never really appreciated that. So that's the type of coach that I am. It doesn't resonate with everyone, right? There's definitely some people that need that soft love hugging, you know, whatever it's, that's just not my approach. So for me, I'm like very, very straightforward. And even my show, the, the business Savage podcast is the same, like just cut it to them straight. Um, and I think some of the most important things it's, it's like people stand in their own way right? Like you'll have a conversation with them and you can take them in this full circle where they fully realize like they are the only thing that's stopping them from success, right? The, the thoughts that go on in our head and it's like people so badly want this successful business or they want a lifetime partner or they want to be able to travel or whatever it is that they want, but then they allow their limiting beliefs and these thoughts to go on in their head and to the point where it stops them from doing anything that they actually want to do. So I'm here to not only tell them you are worthy of those things. Anyone that's told you that you're not is probably jealous or just could never do it, right? Tell you that you are worthy of those things, but then also give them the tools and the strategies to help them get there. So like time management, I know that's something you want to talk about, right? The burnout. I've had it many times in my life here to help people avoid getting into burnout in their lives. Um, and then feeling the fear of what it's like to be an entrepreneur and get to that other side and just fucking doing it anyways because everything they want is on the other side of that. Um, and then probably one of like, if I'm gonna narrow it down to a very simple thing is consistency. The most successful entrepreneurs that I know, me, not everyone, but that I know have consistent habits and are consistently working towards their business. They don't go up and they have some really good months where they're doing a lot of great things and then they're doing nothing. 
they're consistently working towards what they want in their life. No. Oh yeah. That's, that's beautiful. I love that because I always say, everybody's like, what's the secret sauce to success? And I go, <laughs> yeah. Consistency. Somebody give it to me. Somebody I give know. me that secret sauce. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you the link on Amazon apparently because that, that's, that's what it is. But I always say it's consistency. It's being able to stick through the tough because once you get through that, it gets better from there. But you did bring up limited beliefs. Uh, that's something I hear all the time uh, in my businesses and in the coaching world, everything. And uh, I just want to ask you, what are the common limited beliefs that you hear from your clients and how are they able to overcome them? So as a branding coach, like I, I spend a lot of time helping people with a brand strategy to stand out in a crowded marketplace and feel confident with what their brand represents so that everything else that they build in their business, right? Even if it's like who they hire or the colors that they're going to use or how they're going to design their, their brand, like everything is going to relate back to their core values and what it means and what it represents, what it stands for. So one of the biggest things that I hear just because of that is around, you know, I don't want my face to be on the brand or I can't speak in front of a camera or I'm scared to be in front of people or I don't want to be the face of the brand, right? I hear that a lot. But I would say probably the most common one in general with, you know, Business Savage Academy is all kinds of entrepreneurs um, is just like not feeling good enough, right? Like they're just like, I don't feel like I'm worthy of making $100,000 a year. I grew up making 40,000. My mom made 50,000 and she had to work her ass off to make that or whatever they were conditioned and how they grew up. They don't feel like they're worthy of that six figure level or of anything else that they're aspiring. So there's such a disconnect from where they are and where they wanna be. They don't feel like they belong or associate with people at that level because they haven't, they haven't identified with that yet, right? From that belief level, you know all about this stuff. It's, it's really that feeling of feeling like they're just not good enough. It always boils down, always boils down to not good enough. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a great response. And I'm sure people uh, listening right now can, can relate with that because I, I, I see this all the time too. Unfortunately, it's, I'm not good enough or it's hard, but nobody it's, I feel like today, a lot of, a lot of people are just scared to say it's hard. And for me, I, that was something that I was just like, oh, nothing's hard. I can challenge everything. And kind of like what you mentioned, I, my, my thought of success or my ideal of my idea of success was when it was working long hours, 60, 70 hours, because that's what my dad did. That's what my uncles did. And I see people doing that. And then I was on a Kaizen mastermind call and, um, you know, our mentor at the time, Rob Dial pretty much was just like, you can work around this. It's your limited, it's, it's your limited belief. That's not success is not working. 60, it's not supposed 70. to be hard. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know, but it's all, you know, so it's like, how do you break that mold? Because for me, it took investing in a mastermind program. It took being around badasses like yourself and, you know, Ayal and, and Natalie and all those, just all, you know, just that great, great group of people. But so, yeah, how do you break that mold? Yeah. So I think you kind of hit the nail right on the head with that one, because, and we say this all the time in our industry, you are the, you know, the sum of the people that you surround yourself with, right? If you're surrounded by five millionaires, you'll probably be the sixth. If you're surrounded by five bums, you will probably be the sixth. I didn't think what you just said and the way you just framed that until Rob and Dean and our mastermind, right? Like, and you and spending so much time with you and people that are very like-minded. And it was uncomfortable. Like you've seen my journey. You've seen me go from like, yeah, I want all these things to like completely retracting. Cause I was like, Oh, that's not me. Like I probably can't do any of those things. 
to then slowly reframing my belief structure to being like, no, I'm worthy of this. This is okay. Like even this place in Austin, I was like, what do I want to place in Austin for? What do I need to place in Austin for? Let me just go retract back to just being in Toronto, right? I don't deserve that. I'm not worthy of any of that. Um, we leave our nine to five because we want more freedom in our life. But then as entrepreneurs, we find ourselves working 24 seven, right? Like we get into this grind because we think it's supposed to be hard in order to make six figures, in order to make seven figures, it should be hard. I should have to work so hard. So I think exactly what you said is surrounding yourself with people who teach you that success doesn't have to be hard. And that having a four day work week and having four kids, right? Like you or myself having four businesses and now finally, finally at a place in my life where I can close my laptop and not have a panic attack over all of the things that I'm supposed to be doing and still being able to maintain a level of success that I have been aspiring to achieve for so long. So I think it's community, like whatever that looks like for you, whether you can afford a mastermind, whether you can afford a one-on-one coach, whether it's small little memberships, whether it's, you know, finding just like some kind of community that you can go run with and they all have good mindsets. I was walking down the street the other day and I had two punk kids. They're probably 19 years old. Stop me on the street. They're like, Hey, um, we're just traveling around the States asking people some questions would you be able to answer some questions? And I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, what's the biggest thing that holds people back in life? What's your, what would be the advice you'd give to your, your younger self? You know, it, do you know any entrepreneurs and what do you think it takes to be a successful entrepreneur? I'm like, do I have that? I'm an entrepreneur written on my forehead. Like, how did you know to stop me? These two 19 year old punks. And I'm just thinking to myself, the, you know, they're just going around meeting people. They're just trying to connect with people. They're trying to learn from other people. He's like, you just look like you walk with power. He's like, I thought you'd be successful. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I'm not calling them punks. I'm calling them two 19-year-old slick kids. He just was like... smart. They were super smart. They've got like a million followers on their social channels. They were smart. So just connection. If you see somebody who's doing the things that you want to do, right? They're five steps ahead of you or they're 10 steps. They're 20 steps ahead of you. Reach out to them. Learn from people that you aspire to be because success leaves clues. So if they're at a successful level of something that you want, I'm like, hmm, give me some of that. I want to know what got them there. Oh, I love that. And it's so funny because that's how you and I met, um, which is which is what, like you're eating your own dog food, as they say, because um, Cassandra at the time- uh, Who is this Amar guy? Who is this yeah. Amar guy? Who's this Amar guy? So, you know, we were, we were a part, we were a part of, uh, you know, we we're part of a, a mentor program and uh, she reached out to me because she was like, I want, uh, at the time I was excelling, I did really well at the program. And she was just like, and she was thinking about joining it. And what did she do? She reached out to the person at the time that was crushing it, which was me. Hey, I'll fucking give myself my pat in the back once in a while. But the, the, the cool thing about it was there are only a handful of people who did that. You were the first one. And I share that story all the time, Cass, all the time, because you could have easily fell with the crowd. You know, I always say, like, if you want something, you got to go fucking get it. Like, you have to get it. You, grab, nothing grab is the bull go- by the horn. Ground, you know, yeah, you know my saying, grab the bull by the horn. But it's like, nothing is going to fall in your lap. But you did that. You went out there and you were like, I need to see, first off, if this is legit. And, you know, what are, what are the possibilities? And you did that. So I'm right now telling you, like, that to me is powerful. And those are the people I want to help. Those are the people that are like, I want to be better. Because you were, at, I wanted to be better. What do I need to do? And I just feel that today I don't see that as much. And, you know, and, and I just want to ask you just candidly, um, do you experience that with 
because you are you're, you're you're teaching and, and coaching so many different things right now for businesses. Do you see that? And if you do, what how do you respond to that? So yes, 100% is my straight answer to you. Um, and, and again, just kind of turning on the savage mentality because I know that I can be that way with you. Um, I think that people are super entitled now in, in 2022. Like I think that people expect things to be handed to them and they see people like yourself, right? Good looking, got things going for you, beautiful wife, four beautiful kids, all your successful businesses. Like just your life looks picture perfect because you've worked your freaking ass off for it, right? You've done it really well. And they think that it was just handed to you. They, I have it, people say it to me all the time. Oh, it must be nice having rich parents. My parents weren't rich at all, ever. I've actually been working for everything since I was seven years old because I wanted a new pair of hockey skates. My dad couldn't afford it. I had to go cut lawns so that I could afford to have the hockey skates that I wanted. Nothing was ever handed to me. And again, I'll, I'll say it back to sports, right? But it's like, I learned that if I wanted something, it was up to me, right? And one of my biggest sayings was, if it's meant to be, it's up to me because it was always about working hard, harder than the person beside me. And I kind of contradict myself where I say, we don't have to work super hard, but in the sense where, I feel like so many people, here's an example, even, um, you know, an outreach strategy on social media, people will create amazing content, right? You'll talk to Casey and she'll teach people how to craft amazing content on their, on their social channels. But if they're not doing the other half of growing their Instagram channels, which is outreach conversations, messaging people, trying to be active, all that sort of stuff, they're not going to grow. So they'll post this content and they'll sit back and they'll go, Oh, I posted three times today. Where's the business? Why Mm -hmm. is it not coming? Why is it not coming in? They don't want to do the work. Most of the time, it's that they simply don't want to. They think that you're going to hand them a foolproof strategy that's like step one to 10 on how to be a millionaire. And then that's it. They don't have to do anything else. It, it is a lot of work, but it's strategic work. So, you know, I'm not saying you need to be up till 12 o'clock every single night and have absolutely no social life, but it's about being smart and being willing to put yourself out there. I am like a never ending student. The second I, you know this, the second I feel like I've gotten to the top of something, I'm like, all right, I need to learn from somebody else. Like I have so much to learn. So I'm just constantly trying to suck from people and be like, what can I learn from you? What can I learn from you? What can I learn from you? So I think that's probably my biggest advice. It's like, you can't expect that anything's going to be handed to you on a silver platter and you have to work for it. I love that because I call it, I call it the instant gratification, Uber Eats, Uber. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, instant car, like whatever it is, it's like, you got everything on, on, on your phone, like you, you can do that. And it's like, Hey, how come I'm not getting results? Like I can get my food in two seconds. I can order my pizza. No problem. I can get my groceries here. Where's the success. Even in, um, total side note, but even in relationships, right. With the whole world of all my girlfriends are single right now. And all of like the world of online dating, it's like, this guy's a perfect match for me. We've had amazing conversation. And then he stops talking and I'm like, yeah, cause he's got this little thing on his phone with 14 other girls that just slid in his DMS. And it's like, Oh, what, what's next. Right. Like, it's just so easy now for people to not actually care about building a relationship or care about sticking with their goal and care about sticking with their business and all the work that goes into, you know, like I said, at the beginning, their goal can be so far away. And so the process to get there, it might take a couple months, it might take a couple years, but then they give up along the way because, you know, that delayed gratification, it's so far out of sight. They're like, I want it now. And then they just give up on their dreams. And if, if it's not handed to them. No, no, I love, I love that answer, but you said something that, um, that I remember, I remember clearly because you and I had a great conversation about this. You brought up how some people don't have to work till 12 AM, 1 AM. I did. I used to. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's call a spade a spade in this situation right here. Um, Mm -hmm. Cass right now, I'll be the first one to tell you is one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life, but to the point 
where uh, I'm not even going to just, I want you just to say to the point where blank. <laughs> no, you go ahead. I would love to know what that blank is for you. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, I mean, you know go me, ahead. I'm going to shoot you. Like, I, like uh, for ahead. me, it was, you know, Cass worked till 12, 1 a.m. every day to the point where she hit her breaking point. She hit her wall. She hit, she, she broke the glass ceiling but ended up going above and there was another fucking ceiling that was made out of concrete and it was just bashing her head, bashing her head, bashing her head. That's my analogy Mm -hmm. of of that situation. So, and for me, it was like, and here's the crazy part, everybody, that that this is why this is something very important. And I feel like everybody should hear because we all go through this. Cass is a hard worker. She was making six plus figures and she was still going. She was, everything in her personal life was going great. Everything in her, uh, you know, just everything for the most part was going good, but she was married to her business. There was nothing secondary. Even me as your good friend, I knew that your business came in front of your friends at that time, of course. Mm -hmm. So you read when you reached out to me and it was a health concern. So I just want to, I just want the listeners to first off, know exactly what was on your plate. So anybody that's related right now, that's like, I got to do this. I got to do that. What was on your plate? And then what you actually felt physically that happened mm-hmm. to you where you actually, you, you were going to go to the hospital. So mm-hmm. talk a couple of times, a couple of yeah. times. Um, and this is again, another reason why I appreciate so much having friendship like you. Cause like, guys, I literally messaged Amara. I, I think the message probably said, I need help. And what happened? Like, I'm literally going to get emotional right now thinking about it because it took a lot for me to send you that message. Like my messages to you, woo, getting emotional over here. My messages to you are always like, um, fuck yeah, just slay the day. Go, <sighs> go slay your day. We're awesome. You're awesome. Love you. Right. We are always like each other's biggest cheerleaders. And in that moment I reached out to you and it was like, I need help. And, and you called me right away. You're like, that was a different tone. Like what's going on? Um, you know, running four businesses is great, right? It's, it's absolutely great. And I'm, I have a fifth in the works by the end of 2023. Like these are things that I will continue to do for the rest of my life. But I, I think the biggest thing, and I'll get to the feelings in a second. The biggest thing for me is I was realizing, you know, we have all these different avenues of our life. If you want to analyze all the different things that go on in your life, right? Business is just one of them. And I was like 12 out of 10 crushing it. Like just going, going, going like crazy, right? You know, everything you can imagine that's going on in businesses. My personal development was pretty damn good. I was spending a lot of time on spirituality, meditation, affirmations, my uh, fitness, you know, always was really, really good as a competitive athlete. All of the other things in my life started to take a back burner to my goals and my business. So I wasn't working out anymore. And when I don't work out, I am a miserable person to be around. So I wasn't working out anymore. I was starting to eat foods I don't eat. I was starting to drink a lot more than I normally drink. Uh, relationships, I pretty much didn't have any. Um, my Some of my best friends would be going out and I would see that they were going out or they'd go out and I'd be like, where was my invite? And they're like, well, why would we invite you? You either don't answer your messages or you're working. And I'm like, guys, it's Friday night. It's 10 o'clock on a Friday night. They're like, yeah, you're normally working. And it was like, it got to this point where I hit a brick wall of, this is not the life that I wanted, right? Like this is not freedom. I wanted these businesses so that I could spend more time going to the cottage or traveling to Austin or beautiful places in the world or being able to grab a coffee with a friend and not feel guilty about it. But I was losing the relationships in my life, all of the friends that I had built really, you know, relationships really hard in my life. 
Uh, my parents, the same thing. I was having really difficult, uncomfortable conversations with my parents about me not showing up as a daughter. Uh, and, you know, starting to realize my parents are older. They're in their 70s. I was making no time for them. And I was driving home one day and my whole fingers started to tingle and go numb, like literally go numb. And as I'm driving, I start having a panic attack and start, start hyperventilating. I used to have panic disorder, so I know how to get myself through this. And then all of a sudden it just went completely blurry and I couldn't even drive and I didn't know how to get off the road. And, you know, long story short, I was two seconds away from driving myself to the hospital because I was like, I am having a heart attack. Like this is a heart attack and this is stress induced. And, you know, this is all this sort of stuff pulled over and calmed myself down and finally realized I was like, I am done grinding, 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 grinding and prioritizing my businesses and nothing else in my life. It is not worth it. Um, and you know, part of what I preach and I have an amazing, amazing, amazing time management skills, amazing time management skills. Oh, yeah. But if you look at my schedule during that time in my life, it was business one, business two, business three, business four was what my days were composed of. There wasn't any personal time. There wasn't any friend time. There wasn't any downtime. I wasn't putting that stuff in my life because I wasn't prioritizing it. So it wasn't until I finally re reached out to you and messaged you. I was like, I need help. And you called me out on a lot of my bullshit that I realized like, this isn't sustainable at all. And how I can completely switch that narrative to now, you know, you, you know me a lot better now. I have, um, I have that freedom in my life. And it's like the most incredible feeling internally to feel free and still look at the books on my businesses and be like, huh, they're still, they're still doing the same. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Imagine yes. that. <laughs> Oh my God. And yes. And, and that's first off, thank you so much for sharing that. I know so many people can relate to that uh, because burnout is a real thing. Stress is a real thing, whether it has to do with business, whether it has to do in, in a relationship, whether it has to do in anything in your personal life, if you're not leaning into, or, um, or as our brother Ayalix to say, sitting with, sitting with it uh, and ignoring it, it's going to obviously affect you the way that it did and um, just lean on somebody. And I, I appreciate you more, more than you know for coming to me in that situation because I always say that. I always say my relationship with you is very simple. I give you that pat in the back, but I'll also give you that kick in the ass. And that is something that people don't do today. And, um, and, and that, that is why I value our friendship is that because we could have those uncomfortable camp conversations no matter what it is, but at the same time, pick each other up when we're, in a situation. And that, in my opinion, is the power of community uh, of that, because you can't just keep dishing out the good, 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 good. You got to be realistic. And you acknowledging that you weren't showing up for your friends, you weren't showing up for your family, you weren't showing up and anything, you know, but you were for showing myself. up for your business. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up, but we always are taught. You can't be selfish. Don't be selfish. And that's, I think that was the first thing I said to you, you got to be fucking selfish. So now you made my freaking day when I saw you out enjoying yourself on a kayak. And I just, because I was like, who is this lady? Like, who, who the hell is this girl? So tell it's me. It's a Wednesday. What's she doing on yeah, a Yeah, like it's a Wednesday. <laughs> she should be on some type of Zoom call or something like that. But that, that, made, that, that made my heart happy. That made me good because it was like, okay. She's growing and more than anything, she's letting trust. She's trusting the process. Mm -hmm. So 
when, okay, that hell happened. What was your first selfish thing that you did to realize like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Amar up on what he said or, or whatever. And I'm going to do something selfish. What was the first thing that you did? Cause I'm seeing you now and I love it. I love it. I'm just telling you, I have to acknowledge it. I have a, I have a whole different energy. Eh? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what was the first thing you did? <laughs> oh, you know how I roll. What was the first thing you did to, to be selfish? I mean, I think the first thing that so many people do, I mean, I booked a trip, right? Like I, I decided that I was going to take two weeks to come down here because when I'm down here in Austin, I just feel so free. Um, I'm, as I said, a big athlete, I need to be outside. I am a, I'm a nature person. I'm an outdoor person. I need to get my feet on the ground. So Austin is like such a beautiful place to be able to do that and get down here and do that. But for me, there was so many things where nothing I was doing was enough. Like I was hitting goals and milestones in my business that most people, and I, I sound like an asshole saying this, but most people would dream of. And I was doing it really quickly. And people were like, how is she doing these things so quickly? And, and all this sort of stuff. But for me, I never felt like it was enough. Like I would accomplish something great or I would check off everything on my to-do list. And yet I would focus on the one thing at the bottom that I didn't get to. And I was like, oh, no, millionaires would get to that. Like I, I got to do these things, right? I had to switch that whole narrative. Like I really had, I hired a new coach. I had to switch the entire narrative and express things from a different perspective. Robin Dean from our last program where, and you were the people who were able to help me go from, you know, having that armor on and being that tough, badass bitch, which I still am. But now more than ever, I feel so much more aligned and so much more alive that I am able to realize I can still be that girl. I can still have that intensity to me, but I, I'm such a happier, more abundant person when I connect with myself. So I am being more selfish. I have cut out a lot of relationships in my life. I've decided who I'm going to respond to, who I'm not going to respond to. Um, you know, where I want to spend my time and how I'm going to protect my time. And I spend a lot more intentional time with myself. I get my energy from being alone. So like I've set really strict limits with myself in terms of closing off a computer at a certain time at night or when I'm going to start doing things in the morning. And like Wednesdays, Wednesday, I don't go into my salon anymore. I also don't take any coaching calls. Wednesday is my me day. And if someone asks to do something on a Wednesday, unless it's involving a paddle board or doing something fun, I'm like, sorry, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday, because Wednesday is, I, I've set really strict boundaries where I'm like, I need this. I need my me time to just go to the mall, get my hair done. I don't know, walk in a park, you know, things that humans do. <laughs> <laughs> things that humans do. Yeah. What you see on TV, I guess. Right. Yeah. The things that I didn't have any time for. So now I'm just, I'm being, you know, some people I have, and I'll be honest, I have had, this is one of the fears that entrepreneurs have is that when we reach a certain, they're scared of success. They think when you reach a certain level of success, you're going to alienate yourself from other people. I still partially have that fear. I am currently working through it. And I get that because now I've had people be like, oh, like she thinks she's too good for us. Or, you know, now you're doing all of these things and you don't talk to us anymore. I said, it has nothing to do with that and everything to do with you are not on a growth journey. Anyone that's on a growth journey and wants to have transformational conversations. I am welcoming, welcoming you into my circle and into my life. But if you're bringing me down, you are sucking the energy from me or the, the types of conversations that you want to have are not on that vibrational energy that I want to have. I don't, I don't need to have those conversations with you. And if it means that my circle is three people, that's okay. If my circle is only me, that's okay. But I've got to do what's important for me and protecting that energy. 
I mean, as they say, put your mask on before helping others. And I'm with you. Like I have, I mean, I'm blessed to have an, a lot of amazing people in my life. I got amazing friends. We just had 4th of July here, had my friends here. Everything was great. I have a circle of friends, like with my kids, friends, uh, parents, and like, I have all of that, but I have my circle. And those are the ones that pick me up that, you know, as I said, the pat in the back, but also the kick in the ass to level to, to level us up essentially. So I, I, I love, I love, I love that, you know, you got, you got really, really deep with that because I I'm starting to get to the point where like, if people ask, I don't explain anymore. And I just feel like you just don't need to justify or be defensive. If your intentions are good. How good does that feel? Oh, it's How the good best. does that feel? For you everyone know? that would yeah, have to ahead. justify why they're doing things and explain, explain, explain. Mm-hmm. I used to be that way too. And now I'm like, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel this need to be like, oh, they have to understand why they need to know my perspective. No, it's just, the answer is just no. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. So we were on this embodiment master uh, mind call just uh, this past Monday with uh, Robin Dean and they went around and they asked everybody where they're at um, in their business and their life, like as far as uh, a ranking and people were putting, putting in numbers that they felt right. And um, I was going to put the number 70, 75, but then I said, no, I'm putting 99. And then, and Rob was like, hey, Omar, like, tell me why it was 99. And I said, you want to know why it's a 99? Because my intentions are aligned with my heart. Everything right now is going good with my family life. Everything's going great with my businesses. Everything's going great with my friends. Everything is going out and my intentions are aligned with my heart. So when that happens, you don't got to defend shit or justify shit. So that's like my advice to you is keep sticking with that because you know the people who... You know who the people who understand and the people who don't, they will just I feel like I can smell bullshit a lot faster now too. Do you feel like that? Oh yeah. Well, I've, I've My heard. bullshit radar goes off. Like I'm like, Girl, oh. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. You have to, I mean, you're born with it. <laughs> so, I grew up in Toronto, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's cold. Um, so, all right, but now um, as far as, you know, you're talking about, we, we've talked about the business. We talked about the stress. We talked about that. So let's have a little fun about, sports because you are a advocate hockey fan um you like the dallas cowboys which is just a whole nother i mean we should just end the podcast right here um because i'm a new york giants fan so my question to you is for me (laughs) with me with kids for example like i see i see my my son noah he is just i mean he reminds me of me with sports like the dude is the dude loves it. He's excelling. I mean, we were supposed to have a scrimmage football game yesterday and then it got canceled because of the crazy weather and he was pissed. So, but that's my outlet. Like that's always been my outlet. That's why I love to coach it. That's why I love to be a part of it. So with you in sports, because I don't, I see you sometimes, uh, you know, on social media, you have, you, you throw on your skates and, 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 you know, hit the, hit the, hit the puck in the net and stuff. But like, so talk to me. <laughs> so talk to me about um, why, like, why is sports such a big deal to you, and do you have that same feeling I have when it comes down to it? Oh, so obviously I don't have kids right now, but if I do, <laughs> and I was having this conversation the other day, knowing me and my luck, I'm probably gonna have a little girl that's gonna love pink and want to wear tutus and go to dance class, and I'm gonna be like, <laughs> great, <laughs> great, that's that's the cards I got dealt. But you know, whatever, whatever she wants to do. I grew up playing hockey since three years old. Like, and, and, and this is where I think that, um, you know, you talk about, um, like standing out or working really hard. And it was because I wasn't very good at hockey when I, when I started. 
And my dad would come home from work and I'd be out in the backyard. He'd make us a rink every single year in our backyard. And I'd be out there and I'd fall on my face. I'd fall on my face. I'd chip my front tooth. He was like, who's beating up this kid? And it was me doing it to myself out the back because I wasn't very good at what I was doing. He's like, I would come home. You'd ca- I'd call you in for dinner. You'd have frostbite on your fingertips. Your feet were all frozen. And then after dinner, you'd be like, dad, can I please go back out? And you'd go back out. And he's like, sometimes I'd go to bed and I'd have to, I'd have to turn off the light in the bedroom. And you were still out in the backyard trying to practice your stopping and your slap shot. So like, it was such a big part of my life. I, it was all I knew. And I was on the ice six to seven times a week. Then I was playing boys hockey. Then I was playing university hockey. Then I was juggling, you know, varsity sports and competitive sports. And then I was playing volleyball and then I was playing football and then I was playing competitive baseball and then it was water sports. And then it was snowboarding in the winter time. Like sports was my life. It's all I knew was to like set a goal and work really, 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 really hard at a skill until I was really good at it. And then there's also being a female in hockey, right? Traditionally a male dominated sport. There was like the, Oh, she's got a hockey. So I was like, move, let me show you. I will skate circles around you. So there was always like that competitive nature that came out in me and me feeling like I had to prove something all the time. Right. And I know you've seen that energy come out in me. Um, so it's just, it's built discipline in me. It's built so much discipline. It's built consistency. It's built dedication. Um, it's built teamwork. It's built not always having to be the best on the ice or the best in the field. And sometimes knowing how to take a backseat and let other people shine, right? I'll do all the grunt work. I'll pass you the puck and I'll let you go put it in the net and being okay with that. All of these things that are so transferable to life, to business, but to life in general, I've learned all of that through sport. So I will be an advocate of sport till the day that I die. Uh, And that's why I say when I don't have it in my life and I don't have that outlet, I'm a cranky person because I need that intensity in my life. Well, it's funny what she said. So at three years old, she was able to fall on her face, get back up, fall on her face, get back up, decided to be dedicated, threw in a little bit of discipline and consistency. And you fast forward, you know, 20, 30 years later, and you're have that same grind in your business. So I just want to let you know, I see that. And you can tell who's played sports, who has it. And the funny, the the, the fact that you just (laughs) chipping teeth and doing all that, that's just, that's so Canada of you. It's hysterical. (laughs) But very true. Yeah. But Cass, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your amazing, crazy, busy day to enjoy yourself in Austin for the last uh, you know few days that you're going to be there. So before we get off, please let everybody know how they can connect to you and where you can uh, specifically help them if, if there's something in the area that they're struggling because I feel like a lot came out of this. Uh, and I just want you just to kind of uh, elaborate what you yeah. offer and where they can find you. Yeah, thank you so much. So I always get nervous with just giving Instagram handles because as you know, my last Instagram was shut down 21,000 followers and just by one day, which <laughs> was never fun. Um, but I will still give Instagram because the new account is ready to rock. So it's um, at the.business.savage. And I know you'll probably put it in the show notes. The website, uh, they can find a lot of information about my programs and stuff on my website, which is www.thecbmindset.com. Um, and then of course my podcast, the Business Savage podcast is an educational podcast where we talk similar kind of stuff to this, but a lot more business strategy too. Um, you've been on it. We have an amazing episode with you on there. That's been one of, one of the most downloaded episodes that we've had to date. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all the good stuff. I've got the business savage Academy out. If people are looking to join a community and, and grow their businesses and I've got project brand, which is a brand digital course that's launching at the end of the summer that I am super, super, super excited about. Oh boy. Check that 
out. And yes, um, her business, uh, her, her business savage podcast is amazing. Give it a listen, subscribe to that as well. Uh, and it was just great, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. That is that everybody. Thank you so much for showing up and listening. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button to share it with your friends, family, and tribe, and make sure you follow me at leaders life podcast, share it, Show the love and support. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have an amazing, amazing rest of your day.